podcasting rent-free from the top of your head. You're listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. the hell is going on on WandaVision? Ooh, how's that for a segue? Ooh, transition. WandaVision. <laughs> so we're back. We're going to talk some WandaVision. And joining us tonight is returning guest Flip. Hello. Hello. Yay, Flip, you're back. I'm back. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Yeah. I'm doing all right, man. How are y'all? Doing Okay. This Should time, complain? Yeah, you will be the star of the podcast, Flip. <laughs> ha ha, my plan has worked. <laughs> so what that means is Cat Ray and I are going to stop talking in a few seconds, and it's just going to be you for the next 40 or so, <laughs> starting right about now. I got nothing. All I have is my tight five, and I forgot it. <laughs> Well, anyway, we're, we're glad you're joining us tonight, buddy. Thanks for making the time. Cha. Well, let's just dive right in. But before that, uh, we figured it'd be uh, it would behoove us to have a quick little recap on on WandaVision <laughs> and, and whatnot, because there are a lot of supporting side characters from earlier on in the in the MCU showing up. So uh, I, th- I think it would I think it would help. Welcome to Brain Slugs. Who the heck is that? Your go-to podcast segment dedicated to quickly breaking down who's who in your favorite movie or show of the week. On today's episode, we're breaking down who's who so far in Disney Plus's WandaVision. First up is Monica Rambeau, who first appeared alongside her mother, Air Force pilot Maria Rambeau, in 2019's Captain Marvel. Being only a 90s kid at the time, Monica did quite a bit in the film. Both she and her mom helped Carol Danvers regain her missing memories while also playing a major role in stopping the Kree's attack on the Skrulls. Most memorably, Monica picked Carol's new supersuit color scheme, finalizing Carol's transformation into Captain Marvel. It's great to see her all grown up unblipped and back in action as a sword agent even if she's a little roughed up after crashing through the fourth wall next up is dr darcy lewis who was last seen snarking it up in 2013's thor the dark world first appearing in 2011's thor as a political scientist intern working with astrophysicist jane foster darcy has come a long way since then now sporting her own phd in astrophysics and being a go-to voice in the field someone get her a damn coffee already and last but not least, FBI agent Jimmy Woo from 2018's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Acting as Scott Lang's federal parole officer, Wu is best remembered for his easygoing personality and childlike wonder of close-up magic, an interest he's obviously developed since 2018. Hooray for throwback character development! And that does it for this week's Who the Heck is That? Thanks for listening. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. So, initial thoughts right now. We're halfway through the season. Stuff be weird and be getting weirder. We laugh and we cry within a span of 30 minutes, it seems. (laughs) So, you sent me a meme that perfectly perfectly encapsulated. I watched the first three episodes. I was like, yeah, 
this is fine. Obviously, they're alluding to some weirder things and stuff. But I was like, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's genuinely very funny. I yes. really enjoy the comedy is is on point and without being too derivative of of like what it's poking fun at. Mm-hmm. But man, episode four knocked me on my socks like this is what I was hoping for. This is the kind of stuff I was wanting. And I love I love that they're recontextualizing the last three episodes. Like, I think that's my favorite bit is to like, man, that was really weird in episode one. And they just like explain everything without like answering many more questions past that. Because like, we don't know what happened to bee beekeeper guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just know Poor he went dude. in and went out. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, where did he end up? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been really cool to to see the story. I'm excited to see what the second half of the season has in store, but it's setting up some really cool uh, ideas and just further developing the character of Wanda, which I really appreciate because it's literally we're watching someone process their grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like. Most of it's like, oh, an evil robot's trying to destroy the world. Oh, this guy wants to poof half of people out of existence. But then like this is like this lady is processing her grief to the loss of her brother and her would be husband. And that's radical. It's also it's also very uh, topical right now, just given the pandemic and kind of where we are in the world so and how everybody's escaping that mm-hmm. in their media that they consume <laughs> yes we'd all like to escape <laughs> reality a little bit <laughs> yeah yep so I, I gotta ask both of y'all does does it change anything at all knowing that she's basically playing house with a corpse that she's animating <laughs> as far as we know right now i had that thought i think i even texted you about it yeah. It's 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 messed up. It's dark. It is very it, dark. Very dark. I, Disney so, Plus. Yeah. So I haven't <laughs> I haven't decided if I think that's his actual corpse. That moment though where she looks up and he's all gray and you he's got the hole in his head though like the wow, Thanos that, hole. If you oh will. my yes. That was so <laughs> that was great. I mean horrifying but like in a really great way. Um, and I haven't decided if I think she's actually got his like corpse that she's magicking around or if that well, was I, her. I, I don't mean like puppeteering it like a like Pinocchio or whatever, but like, you know, she's using her hexing power to yes, reanimate him yeah. to an extent. Oh, yeah. She's definitely yeah. doing that. Definitely well, doing my that. Other, my other thought was that because she's kind of like encapsulated this reality, like was that just because – Monica mentions Ultron like she loses her kind of grip on the alternate reality she's created and you know it's the actual reality kind of intruding on her um alternate reality so so actually let's talk about that a bit do you guys think like what Monica thinks do you think it's actually Wanda doing it all or do you think there's some other puppet master behind the scenes manipulating her into doing this for some reason. See, I don't know because there is evidence for both. Right. Because she knows something is up. She like she she knows that something's weird and she's not fully in control, but it could just be like her sub subconscious is in control. Um just cuz some of the ways she's reacted to the weirdness. <laughs> 
Because, <laughs> like, if well, anytime I she's she... challenged is when we get that little break in her in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if she is truly animating Vision's corpse, like, why would she be so shocked to see it? Well, I mean, I think on that level, because she's kind of built this reality where they're happy and, you know, they've just had twin babies, which FYI does not look anything like the <laughs> 70s sitcom version. <laughs> just Again, Kat, we're having this conversation again? <laughs> we're having this conversation again. No. <laughs> not really. Um, so, so I could see her... Um, I mean, I guess to me, it kind of seems like she is in control or maybe you're right. Flip thinks she's in control because like in the second episode at the end, when the, the beekeeper, um, comes up and she's like, no. And then everything kind of rewinds or when vision tells her like something feels weird and there's kind of that like like reset moment and there've been those moments in every episode. And I think it's, I think it's, it's her kind of like when, when the, when the simulation starts to break, you know, she like, it, it feels like at least right now that she, you know, maybe has lost control of it at, at some, you know, at kind of like that point. And then, so she's like reasserting her control over the scenario that she's in. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that she is in total control. Um, and I'm hoping this doesn't become like, Oh, Wanda's going to be the new villain because she's got these crazy powers that she can't control. Um, kind of like the house of M comic, which I just read for the first time. So nerd nerd. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping maybe, maybe we could get both elements. Like she's in control for maybe some of it, but maybe, there's something else that's also happening outside of her own grief that is is kind of compounding this. Yeah, I, I subscribe to the theory that someone's basically weaponizing her grief and powers. Mm. And this is just like a test run type of type of thing. Because <laughs> I, I mean, sure, she sure she created the sitcom world, right? But a lot of little things happen too that she's like totally confused by like the sword drone turning into a little toy helicopter that's mm. colorized for some reason. Uh, the beekeeper turn, you know, like the, the guy's hazmat suit turning into a, the beekeeper suit. A lot of that is like automatic, right? It's, it's adapting to the world. Uh, so she, she could have created a world that just does that automatically. But I like to think that that's part of like the other side right now. The, the, the behind the scene person doing that too maintain the illusion for her to an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we do have evidence, too, that there might be another MCU introduction for a villain character from the comics coming up, too. So I I have done some comic reading because I am a nerd like that, but I still don't know enough of the characters. And, like, the old Marvel series are weird. Um. So, but I, I think there's definitely... <laughs> There have been a, you know, there's, and so I don't mind this with like the Marvel stuff. There's been a lot of speculation about like, oh, who could possibly show up or like, are there, is there another villain who's doing this? And I, yeah, it sounds like there are a couple potentially um, that, that could be involved. Yeah. And like, 
I know they're going to use this show to introduce a new villain, a new big bad. <laughs> but I also would love for this show to just be a commentary on how a singular person processes grief. Like, I think that would be really cool. I think it's too cool for Marvel to try because, you know, they Probably. have to have they have to have the big bad. They have to have mm-hmm. the. Explodey, um, bang, bang, pow, exactly. pow. <laughs> but, but the way people talk about this show, they're making it seem like, oh, no, this is going to be the, the, the off, sh- the, the weird thing. Like, uh, was a Winter Soldier and Falcon is going to be the shooty, shooty, boom, boom kind of stuff. <laughs> but WandaVision has the opportunity to do some really cool, different things. Um, but maybe we just have different definitions of cool, different things. Yeah. So- so are you worried that it's going to just evolve into the same CG type of battle at the end and just kind of throw away the... Definitely. Oh, that's concerning. I mean, at this point, Marvel pretty much rules the universe. So, I, I mean, uh, doing having that kind of power and influence would, to me, make... It would make sense to me that they would be allowed to be weird and different, especially for uh, a small screen venture, right? Not necessarily a movie. I couldn't see this being a movie just because... Audiences, like you're saying, expect a certain type of shooty, shooty, boom, boom, pew, pew at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I could, I would hope, I would hope that it wouldn't go that route. I'm hoping it stays, I'm hoping it stays kind of weird because like Flip, you said earlier, I'm a, I was actually surprised by how funny the first two episodes were. I wasn't really expecting that at all um and so the fact that it's it's this funny you know kind of sitcom setup but there's also this underlying sense that something is very weird and off and wrong is something i love also so like i love how it's kind of got these layers and i mean i'm i'm with flip i don't want it to devolve into the kind of like big you know all out battle. But if it is going to kind of set some seeds, like hopefully that won't, that won't be what ends up happening. Um, especially because I think this is like a limited series, right? Like we're only getting this one. Yeah. Well, no, I would imagine like, okay, it is at the end of the day, it is still an MCU thing. So even if it doesn't (laughs) go, there will definitely be some fight. Yeah. They're setting something up, (laughs) be it another series or another thing for the movies. There's going to be a post credit scene, I'm pretty sure, at the, in the season finale or series finale <laughs> for something something bigger, right? So, yeah, I mean, I can see both sides of that argument. Are, are they going to just do the same thing they always do or, or are they going to keep it weird? Regardless, they're still going to do what they always do and universe build, essentially, for better or for worse. Yeah, yeah and I know what next. the next big thing is Doctor Strange with her in it. Yes. Yes. So I'm hoping for a Doctor Strange cameo. Ooh. Ooh. That would be fun. Yeah, there've been to dovetail into the movie. Yeah, that I mean, thinking I mean, I think a, there's been again, and I'm not really in like Marvel fandom online, so um I I've definitely seen people speculating about like random cameos we could get but that would be a cameo that would make sense and i guess they've they've kind of teased and this is like from the actors themselves is they've kind of teased like oh there's going to be a big you know really awesome really cool cameo that's going to happen um so something like that would make sense i saw a few people speculating that maybe like magneto would show up because 
in the comics, at least. <laughs> Magneto is her father, but... Um, no, they're orphans. They're orphans, yeah. <laughs> mutants don't exist yet. Um, in the MCU. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of speculation that they're going to use this series to bring in mutants and the X-Men into the MCU and See, fold them in uh, that way. I don't think they would do something that big on a Disney Plus show. They would reserve that for a movie. They want, like, the general audience to know we're making X-Men movies now. <laughs> so I could maybe see that in the in the Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness, right? They're going to be going well, different But, like, planting and, the seeds, right? Yeah. You know, maybe laying some groundwork uh, for that. See, I think the opposite. I think announcing the return of the X-Men through a Disney Plus show drives people to the Disney Plus show. <laughs> Um, and then one of, did one of you send me a TikTok about how they looked at the watch face positions in yes. the, in the yeah. second episode? Yeah, so, that, that was Adrian, I think, or somebody mm. sent it to me. I can't remember that. I <laughs> believe I sent it to both of y'all. Yeah, probably. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that WandaVision uh, sets up way more than just Multiverse of Madness, sets up like x-men and what i don't even know what else feige has up his sleeve well they did reference fantastic four right too or a potential fantastic that's four yeah that so that was a theory that i saw was that because there are like astronauts or something that were missing um that potentially a fan fantastic four reference the other one that i've heard is or seen speculated about because um Westview is in New Jersey and you have um I don't know what they're called in the are they called the new mutants in the comics but um <laughs> but Miss Marvel and which is going to be another Disney Plus series like there's a, an event that happens that you know causes her to get her powers and so there's another theory floating around online that at the end of this like because and because in episode four darcy's talking about the the radiation that is occurring that there's going to be some event that occurs around this you know field that's been created that's going to have further ripples um i've also seen it speculated oh. that that monica will get her powers due to this also all like right this whole yeah so have y'all seen annihilation yes no wow cat has seen annihilation and awesome. i read the book um <laughs> me too all right i i am getting some like this last episode gave me some annihilation some annihilation vibes, vibes. yeah um i could see that I mean, yeah. that movie was great. Flip, I don't, you know, you might like that. I don't I don't really know what your movie taste is. <laughs> but uh yeah, it, it's very much annihilation in the, you know, you got this quarantine town with this energy field around it. People don't know what it is. They keep sending people in, they don't come out. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about radiation and mutations. It's just very it's very much in line in yes. the same vein of annihilation and mm-hmm. I really just wanted to put that out there and say I, I appreciate that. Annihilation is one of my all-time favorite movies. So Less creepy amazing. zombie bears, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the creepy zombie bear. It's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Flip, you think this is just get, this? This show is going to focus mainly on setting up future Disney Plus ventures. 
I think so. I think it's still going to tell a very coherent and meaningful story on its own, but I also right. think it's going to like I think WandaVision is going to set up more than Winter and Falcon Soldier will set up. <laughs> Falcon Soldier. <laughs> Cuz I think I think Falcon and uh, Soldier Winter are going to <laughs> It's just going to be a shooty, shooty, boom, boom, picking up after uh, uh, Tony Stark snaps his fangas. Yeah. But WandaVision, because of its inherent weirdness, I don't, I think they have more, it's more pliable, more they can stretch and do what they want with it, as opposed to Falcon, Falcon Soldier Winter, that is <laughs> just going to be just action, 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 action. All right. All right. So in that vein, what do you think the Loki show is going to do? Oh, I think the Loki show is just going to have some fun. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I would be yeah. totally okay. Chaos Gremlin Loki just running around wreaking havoc. That would yeah, be I, okay. And like that's totally in line as the god of mischief. That totally makes sense for him to just have a show where he's just messing around with people. All right. So we also know that uh, the next Spider-Man movie is going to introduce a lot of multiverse type of stuff. That so that's uh, this is, and talking to you guys right now, but it seems it seems this is a, a current theme uh, <laughs> that the MCU is, is taking in all its properties right now. I we're we're going to see a lot maybe. of alternate realities, a lot of other cinematic universes coming in. Apparently, if the Spider-Man stuff is to be believed, you think maybe the X-Men going back to that would be more likely to show up, maybe in Spider-Man. Yes. I'm calling my shot X-Men by 2025. Ooh. At least two movies featuring at least one or multiple X-Men. <laughs> That'd be wild. That would be wild. It was wild when they were like, there's no way they're going to get Spider-Man. And then look who shows up in Civil War. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I remember yeah. many years ago, my sister and I talking about, oh. We were sad because, you know, Spider-Man said we're going to show up in the MCU. And mm-hmm. we really liked the relationship he had with Tony Stark in some of the comics. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a bummer. Then Civil War trailer drops and we're all, <laughs> what? What did he call him? Jumbaroos. What did he call him? Underoos. Underoos. Yeah, it'll be curious to see how if. And I mean, I'm assuming they will be. So I guess this is this is an assumption on my part. But it'll be interesting to see how potentially these shows are tied together. Um, you know, I'm assuming it there won't necessarily be huge ties, but you know, presumably Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be happening in basically the same time frame that WandaVision is. So it'll be interesting if there's any kind of reference or crossover like maybe something weird you know they'll encounter something weird because of reality being messed with in some way because of that you know you gotta wonder too what the state of the avengers are right now yeah we have no idea i said i wanted a state of the union like post blip i want to know like in episode four you know monica as she is like re unblip unblipping re Animating, re-blipped, de-blipping, de-blipping, which I really liked that effect. I thought the blipping effect was it kind of like it was uh, Mm -hmm. it freaked me out. But I liked the I liked the de-blipping 
um, effect a lot. I thought that was cool. But there's the, you know, you hear like that snippet of audio from Captain Marvel. So yeah, like where, where is everybody right now? What the hell's going on? Are there no... Are there no other Avengers to come in and like figure out what the hell like they just let Wanda go off on her own when she's having like PTSD and deeply (laughs) grieving her dead lover and her brother and the fact that like all of these people died. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Just go. You'll be okay. I I will say I I, I don't like the way Marvel's been handling that. We we got I was excited. I was curious about Spider-Man doing that. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. It was a joke at the beginning. You know, the marching band stuff. That, that, hilarious. Don't get me wrong. That was hilarious. Really, yeah. really yes. fun. Funny. But it really didn't do much with it. Minus, you know, some of their no. classmates just being older. But it was pretty much just business as usual, right? Yeah. Nobody and could process on, their grief. Right. And even in Captain Marvel, we had the time jump. Sorry, sorry with WandaVision, we had the time jump, not Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? WandaVision yes. had that time jump. Yes. So, uh... I want to explore more of that, like like you're saying. I, I need to get uh, State of the Union is a perfect way to put it. Just what is going on right now? Where are our major players? Because they seem scattered right now. No one's. Mm-hmm. The, you, you would think the Avengers would put out a hey, Wanda's missing. You know, if that was the case, and Vision's body is missing too. It's in the warehouse. <laughs> we know that because it was a scene that was going to be an Endgame that we cut out. <laughs> you know, just. I, I I would like more more uh, more of an exploration of that at some point, which I'm sure we will get. Hopefully, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but n- none of the properties coming out in the next two years will have that express purpose because because we got Thor: Love and Thunder. Yep. Which sounds like just Thor doing his thing. Guardians Three, same thing. Mm. Uh, multiverse of madness it's doing its own thing there's nothing like a a a a civil war to kind of bring everyone up to speed so maybe wandavision in part is gonna do that yeah maybe i mean i'm kind of looking at these shows as kind of like bridging a little bit of that gap so i actually expect we might get more of it in falcon winter soldier winter falcon soldier um because because that seems like maybe a better place for it. Like WandaVision and what I love about it, like it it is this very specific show. Like they're doing things a very specific way. It's got a very specific design to it. You know, you've got like the sitcom episodes interspersed with like the R reality, you know, what's what's happening outside of that. And like Flip said, there's not there's not a ton of room in this show particularly, I think, to explore that. Like, it's more it's more about Wanda and her grief and her powers and then probably also setting, you know, setting some stones for what we might see in the future. But I suspect we'll get maybe more of a bigger overall picture in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Personally. Yeah, I mean, just by its nature, I mean, it's connected to the America Captain America property, which has always been the political go-to part of the franchise. So, <laughs> I mean, if there's going to be politics involved, I can see a lot of you know yeah. things change when the blip happened. You know, a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get you know, it. 
it also depends on now this is totally going away from WandaVision. Like who's if the Avengers are still together, like who's in charge right now? You know, Tony is dead. Captain America went back to the past. Black Widow is dead. You know, you've got Thor is off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, Captain Marvel's doing her, like, go around the universe. And so, like, who who is actually in charge? Like, uh, maybe there is no one in charge. Maybe the Avengers aren't actually functioning right now. I don't know. Right now, all we got is Hulk and Rhodey. That's all I can think yeah. of at the moment. <laughs> and Spider-Man, who is a Ooh, 16, Spider-Man's- who's on the run <laughs> from the authorities. Yeah. I, I can't see Falcon taking up the thing now. He's doing his own thing, too, with this series. Yeah, yeah that's a, yeah, I, there's a lot of unanswered questions that we need answered. And yeah, we're, we've strayed away from WandaVision a bit, but <laughs> we're getting enough of it, too, in WandaVision that it's making us ask these questions. Yeah, we like. It's it's giving us the context to ask these questions because let's be real, Endgame did a wonderful job of tying a bow on this the end of Phase Three. Is that what they called it? Yeah, yeah. So I well, we were talking about this, Adrian. Endgame was amazing, a wonderful a wonderful way to end a chapter. And then we had Far From Home to like kind of like just little little exclamation point at the end. Um, <laughs> but just like when Iron Man came out and then they did Incredible Hulk. Like it's going to be a slow build back up and it has to be. Mm -hmm. They can't they can't go full throttle again right out the gate. So starting off with the Black Widow movie, whenever that comes out uh, (laughs) and (laughs) the movie exists now. I was so excited for it uh, pre pre pandemic. Mm -hmm. But now I literally forget it exists. Yeah. Yeah. So just release it, it on Disney Plus, you cowards. For reals. But I, I know, like, I understand why they're not. And it's because yeah. Marvel has a very specific way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And they're building up to something. I like I don't think we we've seen because we have a lot of there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, but there's nothing like that's gonna be like Avenger the first Avengers movie level yet. Mm-hmm. They're just setting everything up. So it's just going to be a slow, a slow drip of content until we're like in seven years. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't expect to see anything Avengers level for for quite a while. You got to wonder where Phase Four is going to initially take it. But I'm I I mean I don't know about you guys, but I'm really loving the slow burn of Wandavision. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was actually I'm I'm actually not decided to flip. You said earlier that like you really loved episode four. I'm a little bit torn because I was kind of really enjoying this like, you know, kind of like the creeping dread that something was not quite right. And like kind of this slow like little glimpses that we were getting, especially in episode three, which I thought did a really great job of kind of showing some more of the universe kind of breaking down with her like trimming the hedge (laughs) and then like cutting into the fence and like clearly not realizing like what he was doing and that, you know, obviously you shouldn't be kidding, you know, through your cinder block fence or whatever. So like, I was really kind of enjoying this kind of like, 
like things were just kind of steadily getting a bit more unsettling as it went on. And then it was a little like I was curious what was happening in the outside world, but I'm also a little disappointed that we got that because I was I was kind of enjoying like this slow build. But it will be interesting to see how they mesh those two things in the in the remaining episodes. Like if we get to see like part sitcom and then part real world, um, like what's also happening. Yeah, and I totally agree. I loved the slow burn of like something's weird. Um but I also realize that they're under the constraint of what, nine episodes? Eight episodes? Yeah, nine. So I think as much as they want to slow burn, they can't. Like <laughs> it's got to be a pretty quick, especially slow for burn. a limited series. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm hoping this means this is the kind of weirdness we're going to get in Doctor Strange. Yes, because I know that's that's the current narrative going around is that it's supposed to be like a scary MCU movie. <laughs> so like if if they can get some of the people from WandaVision to like add their own little creepiness to Doctor Strange, I think that's going to be a winning formula. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for getting some more weirdness in there, so hopefully they do. I mean, our, when they announced Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I was like, yeah, let's do something kind of more out there and and kind of weird. So, I yeah. You know, I, I feel I feel the reveal came at the at the best moment. Okay, I, I think I think if they waited, if they kept that slow burn going, because I'm with you, Kat. I love I adore slow burning stuff. The tension and that's generated, and you just got this sense of like, oh my god, oh my god, the whole time. <laughs> but if you hang on, if you keep the audience hanging a little too long, you risk just losing them completely, right? So that's I was true. what I was expecting initially was we'd be hanging like that for the whole season. And then the big reveal just comes all at once at the end. I mean, I mean that could work too, but but I, I like how they're they we're at the middle point, the midway point of this of the story mm-hmm. so far. We're starting to get answers, but those answers are now uh, giving us new questions to ponder about, not the same ones that we would have done for nine weeks, right? Though <laughs> we we have a new set of questions now that it's pre- it's pretty much rebooting that whole experience for us. I think now it's it's a, it's changing it. The whole context has been changed. I, as much as I love the slow burning stuff, I think the yeah. the trickle of answers came in at the at the right time. I also have a feeling that maybe going forward we'll see there might be a, like it might be ramped up a little bit more, like some of the unsettlingness, just because there has been this break. Like she she threw Monica out of the reality. So like and, you know, we got dead vision and um, not ready to face it or willing to um, kind of accept it like. It seems like Wanda does know that there there is something else outside, you know, that this isn't um, the true, true reality, um, but she can't face that. So I'm wondering that now, now that we've kind of seen this and she's actually like really used her powers to like, you know, blatantly, you know, kind of reset things. If we might see a little bit more escalation now of more things kind of being weird or things breaking down a little bit more. I guess we'll just have to see. So out of curiosity, how are the both of you feeling about this being the first MCU show 
minus, you know, on Disney Plus, the first Disney Plus MCU show that's dropped. Like, <laughs> like, do you think that was a good choice to drop this show first as opposed to Falcon Winter Soldier or? I would say yes, because like we said earlier, Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, chicka, chicka, pew, pew, pew. And that's what we've gotten for, what, 10 years? Like, I, I think WandaVision, it was the perfect thing to start off the MCU TV shows because it's different. Yeah. It's not the same old thing. Because even even Marvel knows, like, so what? They have a winning formula. People need a break. They need variety. So well, I, some, uh, some people want that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if they're thinking the long game, if they're thinking end game, they have mm-hmm. to keep as many people interested and invested as possible. And the best way to do that is variety. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, and I'm, well, sorry, Adrian, you should, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I won't. <laughs> well, I, I, can't always... really, I can't really speak to, to what the game plan is overall and whatnot, but like on a personal note, I mean, you guys, know, you guys know me, right? I'm all about the horror and the weird and the spooky so WandaVision and Loki specifically stood out at me as being potentially potentially very weird stories that were going to be told in the MCU, right? So I would have been okay with... I, I wanted those two shows to be the first ones out. Because as much as I love the Captain America movies, as as as, uh, as great as uh, Winter Bucky and Falcon are going to be, I'm sure. I mean, and Marvel, Marvel does a great job for the most part, right? They're consistent. They have a brand with a certain standard. So I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I I did want these these other shows out first just for that spook weirdness factor, and so far one division has exceeded my expectations in that regard. I, I I had really high hopes, and they've been exceeded ever since that first episode. Twilight Zone Outer Limits meets the MCU. It's just I'm, I'm loving it so much right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy that this ended up being the first one we've seen too. Um, basically because of what both of you said, like it's, it's more interesting than just the like kind of generic action comic pew pew movies, which, you know, I love, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with that, but, but it's nice to have this kind of something different to dive into um right now plus it's you know they're more minor characters that we haven't seen of much as much of so that's also nice that we're finally now that we've kind of gotten past Endgame and we have Disney Plus is that we can actually do that a little bit it gives you know a little bit more you know some of these more quote-unquote minor characters um some more time to shine so I like yeah. it a lot too, and <laughs> can't wait for more. Next couple of weeks are gonna be they're gonna be crazy. insane. They're gonna be crazy. More, more waking up at or staying up until one or two in the morning to to watch these things. It's, it's gonna be great. <laughs> You're crazy, man. Yes, but we all know this already. So, uh, any final thoughts as we start wrapping up here? Just excited to see what happens next. Yep. Right on. And on that note, Flip, uh, where can the good people find you on the socials, buddy? On the on the socials, you can find, uh, I don't have one, uh, a public one, but if you want to follow my band, we're Flip and the Combined Effort. We're at Flip and the C-E. That's Flip and the letters C and E on all social media. 
What kind of band are y'all? Just we're uh, a, for new we're listeners. Ska punk hip hop band. Nice. Because what is genre? That is, is so real? weird. It's like I'm hungry and I want tacos, I want spaghetti, and I want burgers all at the same time. So I'm just going to mash them all on a plate. And you know what? It's delicious. All at the very same time. And keep keep an eye out in the next month or so. I'll finally finish editing our video and we'll have some new content out there. <laughs> Woohoo! All righty, man. Really, really looking forward to seeing that new video and seeing what else you've been working on in quarantine in the meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs> Where can the good people find you, Kat? Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. You can find me and see my movie collection on Instagram at Blue Lab Pro because that's basically all I post now- nowadays. I-, I found horror Instagram and movie Instagram and it's awesome. What we do is just tag each other to post our stuff and it's nice and wholesome. Much better than Twitter. <laughs> I got off Twitter. No, no, I don't like Twitter. Twitter is so, much better now, uh, post uh, January 20th. <laughs> I don't believe you. I got on for one second the other day, and the first thing I saw was you talking to somebody about hot werewolves. And I'm like, I can't. See, Twitter deal is with healing. <laughs> it's the fur. They're furry. Therefore, they're hot. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was so, a funny no, no joke. You, uh, you're ruining it. No. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. So no Twitter for me, just Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. Uh, but you can find the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram at BrainSlugPod and our website, BlueLabPro.com slash BrainSlug. So, uh, you know, check them out. Uh, we're going to try to be posting more episodes and more very type of content uh, as we go deeper into 2021. So, Flip, thanks again for joining us, buddy. Yes, thank you, Flip. Always a Great pleasure. Bye-bye. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Edited and produced by Adrian Mesa with original music composed by Felipe Rosales. And original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs>